This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the future of communication in financial compliance. This podcast series is sponsored by Varent, and my guest throughout this series is Phil Fry, Vice President and General Manager of Financial Compliance Strategy at Varent. Over this series, we'll take a deep dive into the current status of communications in financial institutions, how or how not to be compliant, an analysis and insight into this arena, how to avoid accentuating the negative and the human element down the road in compliance. I know you will find this series incredibly useful and important for, first, a word about our sponsor, Varent. For years, Varent Financial Compliance has led the way with market-leading solutions for communication capture and interaction data analysis to help financial firms prevent compliance issues proactively. Today, when digitalization, hybrid working, and the proliferation of communication channels across all companies present increasingly complex challenges, Varent is again pioneering AI-powered speech recognition, transcription, and communication profiling capabilities for these difficulties. For more information or to book a demo, visit Varent.com. In this part three, we give analysis and insight into how to be communications compliant. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. Welcome back for episode three in our five-part exploration of the future of communication in financial compliance. Once again, joined by Phil Fry. Phil, first of all, welcome back. Thank you very much, Tom. Phil, I hope we're going to take a little bit deeper dive into the weeds today because I'm a complete geek. And we are going to look at analysis and some insights. We've touched on several of these topics in episodes one and two, but I really hope we can dig deeper to get something straight. Are you referring to analysis and insights functions to provide inside surveillance platforms or perhaps something else? No, absolutely not. I'm going to state up front, we are not trying to be your, a surveillance platform. We're not trying to compete with the surveillance vendors. But we do believe there is a huge gap between capture and what people believe is captured and surveillance and what the surveillance teams believe they're getting from the capture. As well as the famous known unknowns, there are a huge amount of unknowns that come out of the captured data. And we see the need for some basic insights, what I call pre-surveillance, based on the communications and indeed the conduct. Now, one of these initiatives is to improve the interactions and relationships with the surveillance platforms by adding additional metadata points based on the new modern hybrid working, things like time and geography. And it gives a unique perspective that we have as the baseline capture solution. I understand that, but what do you see as the value of these insights and aligning them in the one core capture solution? Well, obviously, apart from recording them, there are so many things that you can do with a conversation, so much intelligence that you can get from it. With the right transcription and analytic capabilities, spoken interactions are a goldmine of information. It's something that we've talked about in this industry for 20 plus years. And so what we're doing now is combining both speech 
and conduct insights into the core capture, giving the compliance officers a single pane of glass of all the spoken interactions within their organizations. They're going to be able to detect changes in sentiment within each phrase, switches between languages, get a quick overview of the topics, and even scan through a short summary of the conversation and any alerts based on a predefined policy. Look, the solution has been pre-trained for the financial domain, so it can understand the unique language of the trading floors, be that a swaps trade or a bonds trade. In other words, it's got a wealth of capabilities that makes it easier for the surveillance teams and the surveillance vendors to perform their audio reviews and detect possible breaches of compliance. And what we're also looking to add soon will be emotion detection and the ability to translate calls into English on the fly. So a single all-in-one package filling in the gaps. Bill, in listening to your answer, it strikes me that this will certainly be of interest to a CISO. It would be of interest to a chief compliance officer, perhaps a general counsel. But listening to you, you're talking about data that can be used by the company. And I could see this in operations. I could see this in functions like chief financial officer, strategic risk, compliance, but basically a wide variety of other corporate disciplines that may not have had this information and certainly didn't think about that. Would Is that a fair assessment to say if you have this data, you're only limited by your imagination on how you can use it? I, I think so. It's interesting. We've almost gone completely the opposite way. Before, we never had enough data. Now, the other problem is we've almost got too much. But you're right. It's about being able to provide data for whoever needs it. And as I said, it's not just compliance. but the audit teams. It's about IT being able to provide more insights on how their solutions are working, what they're doing. So it is valuable to everybody. This is a huge untapped um, data mine. Well, going back to the uh, value of insights and aligning them into the core capture solution, how is this addressing the core needs of the surveillance team in your customer base? As I said to you, <laughs> there is now quite simply too much data. You sit and talk to the, the surveillance teams and, and they are literally looking for needles and haystacks. What do you do when you get 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 calls in a day? How can you find uh, the data you need and how do you weed out the false positives? It's really difficult for a surveillance team to manage. But we believe that by doing some early analytics and risk analysis through the captured data, we can provide this proactive and smarter decision-making process and guide the surveillance teams and the surveillance organizations to the more likely risky conversations. As I said, because of the new hybrid working, we've added in geography, time, also the technology. What are they using? It's not just about Phil Fry and Microsoft Teams, but was he using his mobile phone? Was he on his dealerboard at a strange time? Was he using different types of modalities? These are all new key metadata points. And of course, what we're also going to do is add a communications mind map so you can understand who the person is speaking to, when they're speaking, and what devices. And of course, all this extra intelligence helps the surveillance teams respond to incidents and possibly risks more quickly, efficiently, and I'll say the word again, proactively, whilst dealing with the ever-expanding, more prescriptive regulations that we're facing. 
I mean, we mentioned it before, but as you said, the consequences of non-compliance are severe. And we've seen, I think it's since 2008, 2009, over 400 billion in accumulated fines. And if that wasn't scary enough for top level executives, imprisonment's also a possibility. With such fierce repercussions, companies cannot afford to sit around waiting for an investigation to uncover an oversight. And you can't sit there and hope that the technology you've installed will be sufficient. You have to monitor, you have to manage it, you have to continually improve it. What I heard there was almost a continuous risk assessment process. So even if there's too much data, the surveillance team is actually directed towards those conversations which might raise a red flag or you might term as high risk. And it really allows them to take a a look at the issues that need to be explored and not really have to deal with this overwhelming amount of data. Would that be a fair assessment? Absolutely. As I said before, we're not into the space. We're not trying to do trades or anything else. We're just trying to gather the data that we actually capture, that we are the custodians of, and make it easier and give them a, a better chance of succeeding. And that's what I say about being practical and moving forward. Historically, it wasn't. You captured and you sent it over to surveillance platforms who weren't in the weeds of this space. So we believe there is this gap. And if we can fill this gap, it will help. It will fill a void. Phil, the insights are certainly unprecedented, but we've been focusing on speech. You've hinted at other modalities and some prior answers. How do these insights play or have a wider play than simply speech? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we said compliance is at the forefront of all communications, and that includes voice, chat, video, mobile, and all the interactions of all of these. If we were to remain as a basic compliance voice capture, we could just do what everybody else does, and we wouldn't be able to just capture the new, for example, the Microsoft Teams, the new 49-tile video conference. There's simply too much complexity. Imagine a conference call where 30 participants are discussing the details of a trade. You've already been proactively informed about the participants on the call. You know who's regulated and now who isn't. But what if it's suddenly a certain piece of proprietary information is divulged, one participant stops sharing their video, goes on mute. A few seconds later, another participant does the same. Then a few minutes later, they call each other on a mobile. That's got to be suspicious, isn't it? So wouldn't it be great to be able to link this all together and make it proactively identify that suspicious communication and provide that proactively directly to the compliance team? That is about true insights and proactive compliance. And that's where we think this needs to go. Unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. I hope our listeners will join us in our next episode where we are going to perhaps provocatively accentuate the negative. But before we leave, I was wondering if our listeners wanted more information on any of the topics we've touched on, what would be the best place for them to go? Without a doubt, the best place is the verifwebsite.com. We have a specialist area there for the financial markets where you can find out all the information you need, all the contact details, and gives you an overview of some of the really unique stuff we believe we're doing. Bill, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me again. I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks very much, Tom. 
This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the future of communication in financial compliance. If you'd like more information on Verint, please check out their website, Verint, V-E-R-I-N-T dot com. This podcast series sponsored by Verint is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.